Hey everyone, welcome to Game Men Going Deeper. We are back. I'm Michael, we have Matt here, Reno, and Callan. So today we want to talk about the hot topic of open and closed relationships. For my part on this topic, I've been in five long-term relationships and all of them have been closed, very uh, strictly closed. I was in an open relationship for about two weeks once at the very end of one relationship and my partner got gonorrhea and that was the end of our relationship. So I didn't really get a chance to enjoy the benefits of being in an open relationship. So I'm very curious to know who in this group has been in an open relationship and I think maybe Callan has? I'm not, but I'm just dying that like the way you opened this today just killed me. <laughs> did it like the day that we agreed to he was like cool see ya out the door got gonorrhea with the first guy i assume he did it with and then i'm like okay well now that's that done oh my god that is wildness absolute wildness okay um no i've not had that uh i've been in two long-term relationships um which were both very close but Growing up, I always thought I was going to be in, like, I was going to marry, find the one, marry the one, you know, Knight in Shining Armor, that whole fairy tale story that Disney sells us. And it's just like, ah. Um, but now as I'm getting older and looking around, I'm starting to realize that I'm like, the reality is so many people cheat. And it just, it's a human function and people don't talk about it, but it happens. And then also like 50% of marriages end in divorce, probably a lot to do with cheating or they want to sleep with somebody else or this, that, and the other. So my rational, logical mind sits back and goes, okay, well, what's a rational explanation to this? And I, I started looking at a lot of my friends who had open relationships um, in my older years and seeing that they actually have really well-functioning relationships and they have rules they have regulations they have ways that they've set out that works for them um and i'm you know who am i to tell anybody how their life works better for them like this is just my perception but i'm looking at them and i'm going you know what they might be onto something because for the most part they actually also seem happier than a lot of my like well that's a judgment but they do seem like more well-rounded, happier than some of the couples that I know are in closed relationships who get very bickery and very like on top of each other. So I'm curious in my next stages of life, whether I will eventually find myself in a open relationship. I do think that in order to have an open relationship, it needs to start off closed. Um, I believe in building like a solid foundation between the two people who are gonna be involved and that in order to have an open relationship that functions well, that's healthy, you need to have that solid foundation first built on trust. So like Michael, you obviously like had just started and it was a whole thing. I think of it more like, you know, we're together for a year or two or however long feels right. And then, you know, we start exploring those other areas because we all know you, just because you're with somebody doesn't mean you stop looking at other men or finding other men attractive. Like that's ridiculous. So if you can bring that into your relationship and it actually adds value to it, 
then why wouldn't you take it deeper and add that value if it is bringing something to you guys? Like maybe I know some couples who only play together, like that's their rule. They only play together. I know other couples that only play apart because they're like, no, we don't want to see the other person or do that or hear about it. Other people want to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about it. Like you have to find out what rules work for you and go at it at your own pace. And you have to, have to, have to communicate. But I mean, I'm really curious about it. I think it could be a really fun and amazing experience to go through with somebody else and it could add value, but until that happens, who knows? But that's kind of my take on like open and close. Like I'm very optimistic about it right now. That sounds fun. And actually, you know what? That sounds great. So anyone else who would agree with Helen on that one, I would be willing to try it as well under your exact same scenario. Like I would say trust communication, all these things would have to be there first. Um, so yeah, who, who else? How about Matt? Well, I just want to like honor how I'm feeling right now. And I'm like, whew, like my heart is pounding. I don't know what this topic for me, it just brings up so much. It's, it's charged with so much stuff. And <clears throat> I guess that's, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be fun to unpack it. So for me, my experience with, relationships I uh oh did you just cut it a little bit yeah you cut out just a little bit right there okay yeah so my very first serious relationship in the gay community was eight years long okay um the first four years we were closed and then our intimacy kind of fizzled the last four years of our relationship was open. And in retrospect, the reason why we chose to open it up was because primarily I didn't have the capacity for intimacy. I didn't have the capacity to have emotions, being seen, showing up as who I was and sex. Those two were very separate for me growing up. And for a lot of my actual sexual experiences up until my 20s were all intoxicated. I was drunk um, and would always have sex intoxicated. So for me, it was a very, very awkward and yucky experience to blend the two. So I didn't learn this skill set until later. And I think I'm, I'm so conflicted. I have these two stances in my mind around like there's a part of me that really thinks there's a lot of value in opening up a relationship. And there's a part of me that feels very attached to the idea of monogamy and what that means. And I think sometimes, well, I'm I'm going to try and speak from my experience because I don't want to speak from other people's experiences. So yes, my, my experience with um, monogamy led me to not be able to get to a place where I felt safe to bring these experiences together. So I created um, like a, an opportunity for me to be able to continue having sex and, and, and whatnot. And then it, it, um, it, it didn't really allow me to grow. And I think sometimes in a relationship, we get to these places where our intimacy or like our, the sex becomes like stunted or stagnant. And I, I really think that if we're exploring the depths of who we are and we're, we're, we're allowing ourselves to be seen. I think monogamy can be a really beautiful thing and it can, you can be with one person for the rest of your life and you can constantly be 
feeling good about this. Cause it's like, we are very dynamic as human beings and we're constantly shedding skin and regrowing new skin and it, and we're evolving and changing. And I think if you're willing to bring that forth with your partner, it's like you're rediscovering each other constantly because you're, we're, we're evolving. So there's a part of me that's, I'm really attached to that idea and I really like it and it feels safe and it feels good. And I, I basically went from this, this, this relationship, it ended when I was 29. And then um, for the last six years, I've been exploring monogamy and I've been exploring my anxious attachment style and, and how that plays out in my, in my rigidity around only wanting monogamy and leading with that. Right. Because I think it's important for, for us to re, for, to, to explore different things and say, what does this mean for me? Like, you know, and, and I started to get to this place where I was leading with the idea of, of one person having to meet all my needs and make them my everything. And this is, this creates more anxiety for me because I'm putting all my eggs in this one basket and it, it started to cause a lot of anxiety for me. So I've had a ton of growth in this area just in the last month. Um, I, I, I started to attract guys. I started to in, insert myself in a way that was very, I want you to be my everything. I, I've had this attachment to monogamy. So I was leading with that. And then what I was noticing was that I was, it was stirring anxiety in me. So I started to kind of lead with this, like, this person isn't going to be my everything. They're going to just be an opportunity to learn about myself. They're going to reflect back to me where I'm at in my process. And then I started to do a lot of um, ceremonial stuff. I studied, I studied sh uh, Peruvian shamanism. So I started to do a lot of these like ceremonies around like wanting to release this, this anxious attachment that I've had, this codependency that I've had in my life for so long. And I started to invite more secure attached energy in and it actually has been working phenomenally and I've been attracting people that are fluid right they can come in and they can come out of a relationship with grace and ease and, and starting to teach me how to do this so now I'm like it's almost like I'm reclaiming myself a little bit because I think I was giving myself over too much. And now there's this part of me that's like, hold back some for you, hold back some for you. And then when I do this, I'm feeling really empowered and really confident and courageous to be like, yeah, I think there's a part of me that wants to explore what it would feel like to have multiple partners and, and framing that in a way that doesn't have to be labeled as anything right? Like, and for some people, they view that as dating, right? They're dating, but I would like to have like, you know, knowing myself and I've disclosed this in my, in, my, in the last um, episode around being demisexual, like I don't want to date and have hookups with guys. I would like to have like two, three, four guys that I'm like have a beautiful intimacy with and I can explore what that relationship feels like and also be able to move out of that relationship and into something else and then move back in. So I'm really practicing and playing with this term fluidity. And it, it, um, I don't know if you would have asked me like a month ago, it would have been like, absolutely no, like monogamy is what I want. And now just something shifted in me and I'm very open to creating experiences that feel right in the moment right? And not have to be this like leading with these attachments around these beliefs that I've created about what this means to me. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's kind of, I'll, I'm sure I'll unpack more as I go because I'm still learning all this stuff. It's all so fresh to me still. So I'm sure things you guys are going to say are going to help me understand myself a bit better. But mm -hmm. yeah. 
That's Can you okay. say that again? I'm very open to... That was good. That was real good. What'd you say? I don't even remember. I'm very open to creating... Something to do with the moment. Um, very, oh, very open to creating... Allowing ex- my experiences to create, like... Right. Me, like, yeah. in the moment. Like, just... In, and kind of rolling with it. Yeah, that landed for me. Big time. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever read... Um, there's a book called The Ethical Slut... Okay, so you should read that book because it talks all about all of this stuff and it's very educational. And I actually put it out to the guys in the book club to add it to like the book club list. Um, But yeah, that's a very big eye opener. And the way you were talking, it sounded very like poly, like a poly type relationship where it's like, you don't go out and you don't like sleep with everybody and it's not like everything goes, but it's like, it's not just one set person. It's more like an exploration with set people that it's like there's still rules and regulations but it's not just one set person which i have a friend who's been poly for a long time and like it totally works for him i mean you just have to find people that match that energy but there is tons of them out there you just gotta find them i would do it if if a couple approached me and that that vibe was there and i got along with them and sexually there was something with both and like we had something i'm totally open to exploring whatever situation is out there as long as it feels right for me yeah um, and i do know couples who who are in similar situations and they just seem and like we talk in depth about this stuff because i mean you know me like i like to go deep on these things and ask a lot of good questions mm. and they have it seemingly figured out like they have their issues just like any other relationship straight gay closed open but they've done a lot of that work on themselves and within their own relationship and in their case, they were closed for, I think, the first few years before they decided to casually explore this other thing. And they did it together. Like they, they had a conversation about it, kind of like what Tom was saying, here are the boundaries. We're going to start just playing together or we're just going to do this when we're on vacation. Kind of start slow and then feel your way through it. But anyone out there who wants to be in a, in a polyamorous relationship? <laughs> I was, well, I was actually thinking about it recently too because there's like these like, hot couples that I know and I'm just like oh man if they like just like wanted like a third wheel that like came in and out because I'm in a place in my life where I'm not I'm not looking for that dedication right now I have so much that I'm building and moving towards and developing that I'm like my energy needs to be focused here but I still would like to enjoy those good feeling vibe things and like have it be set people so it's not like you know everybody in you know the dog but if that couple approached me I'd be like yes please I am okay with this we can hang out once a week every couple of weeks and just like have fun get to know each other get the cuddles in the feels the vibes like yeah that's so funny who needs tinder and personal ads when we have this show too (laughs) to 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 pick up dates I love it right Exactly. exactly I was gonna ask you Matt um what shifted for you? I, I, couldn't, I can't even say what shifted for me. I would say what is shifting for me. And I'm sure, you know, like I just had this experience listening to you guys after I spoke and I felt like I betrayed myself. I betrayed my beliefs because it's so mm-hmm. interesting. Like my ego holds on to these beliefs that I've had for so long. <laughs> and as my authenticity, my soul is shifting, right? And moving towards experiencing life in each given moment, not by having to bring forward my old beliefs in, 
my ego is like, no, don't do this. Like you need to hold on to these beliefs. And there's this resistance inside me. Right. But then I just kind of like, what I'm doing now is I'm just like breathing into it. And I'm like, okay, what is this about? What is this, this belief trying to tell me? And it's trying to tell me that you've, you need to feel safe, right? You need to feel safe in these sorts of situations. You're giving up control, right? And you're allowing other people there's lots of more moving parts. Whereas if I'm in a monogamous relationship, I only have to control one part, <laughs> right? That's what my ego tells me. But I've been down that road. I've tried to control my partners. I've, I don't want to do that anymore. You know what I mean? So like I'm learning to surrender my ego to these beliefs. Um, so yeah, thank you for asking that question because that really just helped me kind of understand that that's what this all comes down to. It's fear of uncertainty, losing control, not wanting to surrender. It's all of these concepts that I'm really playing with right now in my life. And as I move through them, I develop this real beautiful sense of worth. And it's from this place of worth that I don't feel fear because it doesn't matter if I go into these situations and I get hurt, I fall back onto my worth. Right. And I keep having this term coming up for me that it's like my worth is stepping to up to the plate. And I've said that in a previous episode before, but that's like what I'm experiencing right now. Like all this work that I've done in my life is finally catching up to me. And it's, it's stepping up. The universe is stepping up and saying here, like you're, you're, you know, I'm not having these anxious thoughts. I'm not having these jealous thoughts. What, as I'm getting to know guys and they, they share these things with me about, yeah, I went on a date last night. I did this, I did that. It just feels like, I'm happy for them. Like I have love in my heart that you had a beautiful date last night with this person. Whereas the old me would have been, well, I shouldn't say the old me, the person that I'm trans transforming away from, I'm still making this transformation would be jealous and want to like feel inferior or compare myself to what that was like for them, you know, like, so yeah, it all, I think it all comes down to worth for me. The self-worth work that I'm doing has just been so powerful. So I'm noticing <clears throat> as I'm listening to you speak, um, there's a part of myself that recognizes that it would be very easy for me to shame the part of myself that would have formerly been um, jealous or resentful uh, mm -hmm. in those situations. And so um, what, what I'm also noticing simultaneously, uh, and I'm sure you, you understand this as well in your end, um, is that I can have compassion for that part of myself, the part of myself that would have, and maybe even still in some future unknown, unexperienced moment, um, might still have that come up, right? And I can, I can hold love and compassion for the aspect of myself that um, longs for the uh, safety, security, uh, stability, of knowing that I am someone's only, you know, and all, right? Uh, even though um, another part of me knows that that's not um, that's not sustainable, so to speak, and 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 it's not um, it's not real, you know. Mm. Um, it's interesting, what was coming up for me as you were speaking was this experience I had recently. So um, before I get into my experience about open relationships, because I've been in two, I think. Um, it was probably a few weeks ago, I was, um, I had met someone in person for the first time, but we had an ongoing sort of relationship digitally. 
And we ended up meeting and spending days together. Um, we've since become very, very close friends. And what was really beautiful was we had this um, sort of romance and, and sexual experience. Like we, we essentially, we had sex. And what happened was there was a point where there was a lot of sort of, and this is why I love the idea of fluidity and things evolving in the moment and sort of honoring the truth of the unfolding um, as opposed to being attached to how things ought to be or should be, or I thought they would be, um, is that there's a sort of, um, hmm, yeah, that openness relieves a lot of this sort of tension that comes up in this insecurity. So what ended up happening is this relationship evolved into this beautiful friendship that includes touch, that includes nudity. Um, and that may include sex if we desire for it to include that. Um, and so there was one evening where I was staying at his place and he had invited a lover over and I wasn't quite sure where we were at, at that point. And so his lover came over and they went into the bedroom and they, they had sex and I was out in the living room. And of course they had asked me beforehand, like, is, is this something you're okay with? And I said, yes, I am. Knowing full well that simultaneously there were two things happening. I can be okay with this happening and I can also feel a tension um, around it happening. So I'm out in the living room on the couch and I'm watching all of these narratives play out in my head. Like, oh, they don't love me. Um, I've been abandoned. He likes him more than he likes me. Um, you know, in my mind, there's a story about sex equaling love. And if I'm not having sex with them, then they don't love me. And da -da 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 -da, all the things, right? And I'm lying on the couch and I'm just listening and observing and watching all of this happen. And I'm sitting with it. And as Matt said earlier, I'm breathing into it. I'm like, okay, cool. This is happening. This is happening. And then simultaneously there's self-inquiry happening. Is this true? Is it true that they don't love you? Is it true that you've been abandoned? Is it true that you're less than or less adequate or desirable because they're in there and you're out here right now, right? And I got to sort of work through all of that. And, and what was cool is that on the other side of it, and I remember sharing with them um, because they were feeling kind of guilty about it. And I was honest about my experience. And then there was more guilt on their end. And I said, guys, I didn't share this with you so that you would take it on and feel guilty. I shared it with you because it was a valuable experience for me to have, to be able to sit in that tension and witness all of that thinking come up and all of those stories come up and just fall away. And it was like, wow, okay, all of that was there. How cool. And so for me, um, this whole idea of open relationships and being open to what's happening in the moment, it's sort of, it's, it's been like this, um, it's been this like, mm, psychological, emotional, spiritual kind of like boot camp or training ground. And it's so fascinating. And I'm, when I initially entered into my first open relationship, I entered into it with the intention of growth, fully understanding that this was going to be an uncomfortable experience. There were going to be moments of joy. 
there were going to be moments of suffering. It was going to be difficult and fun simultaneously. And that on the other side of it, I would have learned um, so much and, and maybe let go of a lot and found myself opening and expanding to experiences and, 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 um, and an awareness that I did not know was possible. And so um, I hadn't, I hadn't really considered uh, myself ever being in an open relationship for a long time. I was like, nope, I'm going to be married by about 35 at the latest, two dogs, you know, cute little um, penthouse loft in the city and, a, you know, a cottage out there. And, you know, we're going to have this perfect little marriage and be a power couple. And that was the dream. Like, you know, the, the, the sports car and the Jeep and, you know, all of that, all of that. I was like, that's the dream. Um, life decided otherwise, and I'm actually quite grateful for it. And so, you know, my first open relationship, um, I met this guy while I was in Bali, and it didn't start out that way. It started out as two people engaged in a romance. And, and what was beautiful is we both shared this desire to really, like, go deep and get raw and get honest and explore like edges, like uncomfortable edges. So it was like, okay, cool. In this relationship, we're going to talk about the things that you're not supposed to talk about in relationships, right? So like, if you're feeling something about dude who walks by, like, we're going to dialogue about that. You know, if, if, if you had a thought that you wanted out of this at any moment, we're going to talk about that, right? Like we brought it all into the container and we were willing to explore any and everything that came up and it was so much fun and I learned so much and um, you know there were definitely moments where I recall us both coming back to one another and being like oh my god I had this amazing experience and I'm so excited to see you and share with you what happened and how good it felt and to try some of these new things that I experienced with this other person with you. Um, and that was really cool. And I was like excited too. like first we'd open and we'd talk about how we were feeling. So, you know, hearing you say this, I'm noticing that I feel a bit like envious or envious, a bit charged, a bit angry, maybe a little bit resentful. And simultaneously, like, curious, really curious, like, hmm, what happened? What's going on here? You know, and so there was just this, you know, in honor of the, the sort of uh, uh, theme of the conversation, there was just this, this total openness, not just in the sexual sense, but I mean, like, we were in an open relationship. It was very open in, in all the ways. Um, and I have to say, it, 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 was, it was one of my greatest teachers um is that what i foresee in my future as far as relationships are concerned i'm not sure there's still a part of me that definitely loves the idea of i'm gonna say monogamish right so i i, I love the idea of being with a person and that person being um my 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 teammate in life you know um, let's walk this path to together. Let's be on a team. Let's support each other, celebrate each other, and also dialogue when we're when we're interested in exploring, um, engaging with other people in different ways, and and just being open to that possibly happening. You know, and so there was a second relationship where I was open. My my last one, 
um, we opened, then we closed, then we opened again, then we closed again. So it gets messy in the best way, but I didn't know until I knew, you know? Um, so I'm grateful for the experience. And it seems to be, I, I'm surprised to see how common this is now. A lot of the relational dynamics are just, it, it's, it, there's a lot of sort of innovation happening, so to speak, a lot of openness. People are sort of evolving. It's like this theme. I remember one day I was sitting in the living room and all of a sudden, I, and it was shocking to me, everyone in the room was non-monogamous. And I'm like, wait, when did this happen? I, and I was kind of confused and, and also like conflicted inside. Like, I don't know how I feel about this, you know? So it's, it's been a process, but it's interesting. It seems to be, you know, hashtag trending right now, but it's really cool. Yeah. Right. Well, I think there's two things I want to jump on that you said is mm -hmm. my first thought is, is this something that we've just been taught? Is it supposed to be like this? And so then we're attaching ourselves to these ideas and what it's supposed to be, thought number one. And then thought number two is, is this just us starting to allow ourselves to just be ourselves now? So it's like, instead of it just becoming like a trend, it's now we're just releasing all the shit that we've been holding on to, And we're like, no, we're just gonna enjoy life and like, gonna we're gonna go with what feels good because it's good to feel good and if that feels good go in that direction i do think that like matt said there is value in working through things one-on-one -on -one, being monogamous the depths that you can go to the things you can learn yeah. and i think whatever road you go down is going to be the right road for you because that's going to be your journey but like i think that it could be i like a lot of the things that you said reno in regards to like your open relationship it was going to be uncomfortable you were going to learn you knew that you were going to change from this but that's like a metaphor for life like no matter what you do you are going to have to be uncomfortable you're mm -hmm. going to have to learn like you go into a job not being perfect you go into it knowing that you're going to have to learn and grow if you want to succeed and do better and like move up or however that looks and it's the same for relationships so mm -hmm. that actually like makes me more even more intrigued and excited about like possibilities and potentials of being like just being completely open with the person being like okay this is what it's going to be I want to hear all these things. I want you to hear all thing, these things. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, I don't think I would have been jealous or angry or upset that I, that they were sleeping together and I wasn't there. It was more like, I'm jealous because I want to also just enjoy that. Like, I'm like, I want to be the middle of the sandwich. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it's more well, like a fun jealousy, not like a angry-ish one. But yeah, I liked a lot of the points you said. Well, and the other thing that I loved about that dynamic, and I mean, it really set the tone. My last two relationships were just so significant um, and healing and opening and expansive. I love relationships. I always say, if you want to evolve deeply and significantly, like start a business, have a child or enter a relationship. Like they're just boot camp for sure. And one of the things that we were saying in that, that initial open relationship was, you know, I said to him, we were sitting down and I said, what's interesting about our relationship is that just when I think we've explored everything there is to explore, it's like we're in a room together. And just when I think everything we've explored, we've explored everything that there is to explore. It's like a door appears where there was a wall. 
and we're both willing to open it and go through it. And then we enter this whole new room and we're like, whoa, what's in here? And then we explore it together. And I feel like to like to me that's exciting i love i love the idea of that sort of romance and 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 that being sort of the nature of of life and our experience just like discovery you know and i and so like this idea of open relationships it's always it's always sort of we focus on the sexual aspects of it and i feel like i got to experience it in in so many other ways it was like open in so many other senses of the word you know just layers and layers and layers and that's exciting as you said Callum like you know I love hearing you and seeing you sort of light up at the idea of that because it, it really is something special yeah mm -hmm. one thing I wanted to build off of what you guys were saying before <clears throat> around some of the I want to kind of pull it into the sociology of, of the gay community because I think one of the primary purposes of what we do in the gay men's brotherhood is teaching men how to move from shame to self-worth to authenticity to deeper connection that's kind of like what we're doing right and i feel like sometimes this has been my experience sometimes open relationships are used by people who are emotionally avoidant mm. so they don't want to go to the depth with one person so they go to as far as they can their capacity for emotional intimacy. And then they open up a relationship and they just keep going to these surface levels. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're, and you're in this really deep part with them, you're, 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 there's an expectation for us to constantly be pulling back our layers, right? And allowing the person to see us. That's what true emotional intimacy and conscious relationships are about. And I think, so for me, as I navigate this new terrain, I gotta be really mindful of these, these people that want intimacy or they, that they want um, to take it as, as, as deep as they can go. And then they move on to the next best thing that comes along, you know? So I would say for people that are watching this, just be mindful of the intention behind why you want what you want. It doesn't matter what you want. Just, just celebrate what you want, but be, be, be very mindful of the intention. Do I want an open relationship because my, my, my capacity for emotional intimacy is, is not as developed as it could be. Right. Like just get curious with yourself and lean into that because there's so much to unpack there. Um, when it comes to like what Reno said, like that's like a boot camp for, for life and evolution of, of our, of our consciousness is being in relationship with other people. So something to explore. And my second it's, I'm glad you said that because my second relationship was the one that, 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 put me onto and made me aware of how I might have been using the idea of being in an open relationship to avoid going to places. And I didn't know that I was doing it. It wasn't until my partner stopped me and said, hey, what's going on here? And he was sort of the first person to like hold me accountable in that regard or, or to inquire in that depth. And in that way, and suddenly I was like, oh, okay. So it's not not true that I can't be in an open relationship and that it's always avoidance. Mm -hmm. But there were definitely situations where I was like, I want to open this because, and I, again, I didn't know until we sat and talked through it. And I was like, wow, there's something deeper here. You know, yeah. there's something much deeper going on here. And it was a form of avoidance. And I see that now, so... Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's why I said earlier that I like I if I was really gonna do it with one person that it would be like we'd build that foundation first because I'm fine diving to those depths I love mm -hmm. that like I can be there and sit there and that's what scares a lot of people and they're like oh 
you can go there. I can't go there. This is too much. You, thanks. Nice to meet you. Have a good one. But that's why I'm like, I would build that foundation first with that person so that then I can take it and be like, cool, awesome. Like we built this depth. We've gotten to those places. It's going to keep going, but let's keep going and add these extra things on. Like it's like building like a cake. You add in different ingredients and it just keeps building and building and building and building. And I think part of that building is the communication piece. So um, open, people talk about relationships. I think the conversation should be about open communication and honest communication. Mm. So, you know, what, what I don't, I think it was Reno who just said, um, whatever your needs are or your desires are, just honor them. Like there's no right or wrong, just know what they are and ask the why. Um, the intention behind it is a big piece of it. Cause in, in my, in my instance, this was, I was in my, mid 20s and looking back i see very clearly he just wanted he, he already knew this guy and he just wanted a reason to hook up with him so instead of saying hey uh michael listen like i like us we're doing things but i met this guy and we have a really awesome sexual chemistry like that conversation never happened i don't know if he was able to do it or even if i would be at that stage in my life willing to receive that without feeling jealous and rejected so that's what played out in my situation. But I think the, the, like we four here have the benefit of having language around these things. And I hope anyone who's watching uses this forum, like in the Gay Men's Brotherhood to continue to like connect with people and on these topics of like, what are my needs? What is my intention? Like just these very basic things that I think a lot of us take for granted at least I used to and I ended up in these like Matt's perfect example like one relationship you know made it to level four that's as deep as I can go so instead of going to level five and deeper I would just have a multitude of people on the surface a lot of them but nothing really deep and now at the stage of my life I would rather have one two three whatever it doesn't really matter but I want to go deep <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and it's I, I just want to say real quick too like that was one thing and and i think i said it earlier it's messy at first like the the the, the communication point that you touched on michael it's um it was it wasn't always like smooth and beautiful you know like it's not it's not like suddenly i you know or i was immediately able to communicate in this fashion or we sort of had it all figured out it was like a lot of it was like messy there were tears and there was you know, emotion and, 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 and entanglement and all sorts of things, you know, it's like, but through that mess, through that grit, um, I developed a, a, a vernacular, you know, a, a way of communicating, not just orally or, or in, in words, but understanding myself and how to express myself in the many layers of, of that and how we communicate. And I would just say like two things that came up for me. One is, you know, as sort of a mantra or a foundation, it's like, tell the truth. And Matt, I got this one from you and it seems so fitting, but it's like, welcome everything, you know? Um, I feel like we sort of brought those two things into those relational dynamics and they really changed the game for me in terms of how I navigate relationships and, and my relationship to myself, yeah. Yeah, I want to touch on like, you said about like getting to know yourself. And I think that that's a huge part in like trusting and being able to have these relationships means trusting in yourself first and foremost. And so if you don't build that trust in yourself first, then of course you're not gonna know how to go deep with somebody else because you've not even gone deep with yourself. 
So I, I can be where I am today because I've spent the last 10, 12, 13 years doing this work to get to know myself, to get to, and it's a constant journey. Like I'm still learning every single day. Like that's the beauty of being human. But like the more I get to know myself, the more confident I am in myself, the more clear I am, the more I understand why I do things, the more I understand why I want to do things, why I want to explore things. But that took time for me to, open up that door and go, okay, well, what do I truly want? Like not what the world told me, not what my family told me, not what somebody else is telling me. What do I generally want to see and explore in my life? Because we're only here this one time. Like, I mean, I believe in reincarnation, but like art, this consciousness that this memory is only for this lifetime. And I want to explore that as fully as I possibly can, because one of my mantras is, I want to fucking run and slide sideways into my grave and be like, yes, I did that. Like, you know, I want it. I want to just be able to be like, I did everything and tried everything because now I don't have anything that I'm looking back on going, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd tried that. Like, I, I don't want to have those feelings. I don't want to have that you know, regret. And so if there's an opportunity for me to push through and like jump, I do it. Like I'm petrified of heights. Mm -hmm. I went bungee jumping for my 28th birthday because I was like, you know what? I'm in Auckland, I'm here, I wanna do this, I wanna try this. It scares the shit out of me, but I wanna see what I'm capable of doing. And it's the same for relationships. It's like, I've had monogamous relationships. I'm not actively looking for open relationships, but I, I know that that's in my peripheral and I wanna try that because I don't wanna look back on my life and be like, ah, oh, I wish I had at least explored that, at least seen what that looked like to, to open up the doors that you know Reno was talking about of like, what am I going to learn there? Like, I know I'm going to learn stuff there. So like, I want to be open enough in my mind that if the opportunity is presented, I can go, cool, let's go down this road and explore this. But you have to be able to first figure out who you are and be comfortable in who you are in order to go down that road with other people. Because if you're unsure and you have all these insecurities and all these things coming up for you and you're not conscious about it, that's where things are going to get messy. But if you're conscious about it and you're like, you know what, I know there's a lot of work going on, but I still want to take these steps. At least you're making the conscious effort to work on yourself and also, you know, try and figure out the things that you want, need in your life. I think part of that as well, to, to add a little bit on that is, don't forget there's so many different types of flavors of openness and closeness. So even though all four of us are talking and, and yes, you do want to get to know yourself, I could say that, you know, if I'm dancing with a guy at a club, that that's, I'm not doing anything. I have not gone outside of the boundaries of a relationship, but somebody else might say, oh no, if you're dancing with somebody that has definitely gone outside of the boundaries of a relationship. And so these conversations are also important to have a with yourself and know what your beliefs are. And then secondly, have them with your partner. Um, there's, there's so many cases where like, you think that, oh, we have the same beliefs, but we don't. Like, oh, that's not what I thought open was. And, you know, that's a big piece of it. And some people have open relationships just primarily, like, for sex. Like, it's just like, I just want to hook up with a person. I don't need to know their name. I'm going to go find them on Grinder. They're going to come over. They're going to be gone. And it's fine. Um, whereas other people definitely, like, in the uh, demi demisexuals that met, is that the word? Yeah. Who are more demisexual are more likely to kind of engage in these polyamorous relationships where you can dive deeper in the emotions and have like different 
deep relationships with different people, which has its own benefit. So, you know, like you guys probably all say the same, there's no right or wrong, there's no good or bad. It's just knowing who, who you are and then having the ability to have that conversation with your partner in a very safe, open uh, way. I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable, right, Reno? Like it, it's, it's gonna be uncomfortable, it's gonna be messy, but that's where the growth happens in the mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like honesty and curiosity, like they're, for me at least, they've just been, those two things have really been like such a, they, they played such an important role in in me growing into a more authentic life and more authentic relationships and that sort of thing. And I can even remember being at uh, the, the, the bar with my ex and, and saying to him, you know, I noticed you were checking that guy out over there, you know, would you like to go dance with him? And, and not really knowing what was going to happen on the other side of that, like opening that up, you know, it's like, oh, what's going to happen here? But, but always just kind of approaching things with this honesty and this curiosity. Like if you're feeling something or you're thinking something, share it with me. I'll do the same, you know, and let's be curious about it, you know, as opposed to close. Let's be curious. Curiosity, it has been such an opener for me. It's just like, yeah, mm, what's here? What would happen if I spoke my truth in this moment? What would happen if I honored this, like, this, this idea, this thought, this pull, this re- resistance, whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. People, I think that's great advice for you know. I think when <coughs> talking and I'm putting on like my my twenties hat, mm-hmm. I would have loved to do that, but I was so afraid of the vulnerability. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't want to face that feeling. Like, sure, I could be curious about it, but I'm like, I don't want to know the answer. I'd rather just go drink a bunch of liquor and you know, yep. <laughs> go to the club and talk five people or something like that. Like that was or just do something else. Like I'd rather do something else than face that vulnerability of asking the questions. So how would you as someone who, who I mean, I see you as someone who's very good and comfortable exploring those edges, as you say, how did you get over that fear of, of the truth, of the authentic, what was in there? You just have to be, honestly, like, I don't know, Matt. I, I, it's funny, I'll say to people, I'm like, it's not for the faint of heart. Like, you just, you kind of, I'm willing to make a mess. I'm willing to make a mess. And it's funny because there are two sides of me. I'm a perfectionist. Absolutely. Like I care what people think. I like pleasing people. I, you know, I avoid conflict and confrontation. And then on the other side of me, there's this like shit disturber that I honor. Who's like, Hmm, I wonder what would happen if I did this or I said this, or, you know, I spoke this truth and I think I'm willing to honor and hold all of those parts of myself. And so in those moments, it's like, yes, there's a tension that's going to come up, right? It's like, okay, I'm curious about this, but also I don't know what's going to happen on the other side of this. I just know it's alive in me right now. And so I'm going to honor it. And it's funny, there's a quote, it's by St. Thomas. And he says, if you bring forth what is within you, what is within you will save you. And if you do not bring forth what is within you, what is within you will destroy you. And I remember hearing that quote for the first time and I was like, wow. And so my life and, 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 and even the work that I do with people has become very much about, um, yeah, just like bringing it forth, recognizing that, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel edgy. It's going to feel scary and learning to hold and sit in that tension, which I'm, you know, I probably talked about many times, but it's like, there's, how do I say this? There's no, in some moments it's easier than others, but 
I just throw myself into it. I just throw myself into it. And I'm like, cool. It's, this might get messy. It might get ugly. I might decide halfway through or like, you know, a quarter of the way through, like I'm done. I want out and I might back out, but I give myself permission to like, to experience all of that, to get it wrong, to, to, to fuck it up, so to speak. Right. Like that's, that's what we're here for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to touch on something because um, I just want to be mindful of time too. But um, so we had that post in the group, right? Open, closed. We had a few of them actually, mm. and they were like really spicy. And there was a lot of cool stuff happening in those in those dialogues. And one of the things that I noticed for me, and I'm, I want to actually take a moment and speak to the anxious, attached, insecure, attached people in our brotherhood. And I am one of them. This is a, this is an attachment style I'm moving away from, and I'm trying to move more into being more secure. And I think when we do hold this belief of monogamy so tightly, it's important just as it is important for the emotionally avoidant person to ask, why do I seek these relationships where I can only go so deep? I think it's just as important for the anxious attached person to ask, why do I hold this monogamy so dear to myself? Like, what is it about that? And again, it's not about right or wrong. It's about asking yourself, getting curious about yourself, because oftentimes what I notice and notice in myself is that I hold these values so dear to me because of fear, right? Fear of being cheated on, fear of um, my partner meeting somebody that's better than me. Like all of these fears come up, okay? And one thing that I've noticed in my life is that when I lead with fear and or the avoidance of fear, I always get an opportunity from the universe to work through these things. And I'll give you an example. My last relationship I was anxiously attached in it. And what did I, what I was leading with fear. I was controlling. And what did I get? I got like six plus opportunities to feel what it's like to be severely betrayed by somebody. Right. Because the universe wants you to overcome those fears. It doesn't want you to hide in the shelter of monogamy so you can feel safe. Right. Because you're feeling safe in the experience of with another, but your, the universe is actually asking us to find safety if within the experience we have within ourselves, And that's been my biggest lesson in, in moving through my attachment style. So I do want to, I did want to point that out because I know a lot of people, you might be watching this video and you might feel like triggered. You might feel charged by some of the things we're talking about. And I would just really encourage you to lean into it and, and ask, what is it about? And what part of me is leading with fear and what part of me is leading with love? And, and we all have two parts. We all, we're all going to have these experiences, but try to kind of understand them. And, and the more fluidity you can move between those two and, and with, with true self-honesty, I think there's a lot of stuff there to be learned. Mm -hmm. And I want to add to that, that within that, there's this like illusion of control of like, if I'm in a monogamous relationship, I'm in control. The situation is in hand. And it's like, that is such an illusion. <laughs> Nobody has any control or has any right to have any control over anybody else. Yeah. And the only thing that you have the right to control is here. It's in your own mind. It's in within your own self. You have the choice to say yes or no. You have the choice to go on the journey or not go on the journey. You do not have the right to tell somebody else what they have to do. That is their choice. They are their own individual human. So this idea of like a, you know, monogamous relationship that is like, oh, well, I now get to dictate and control this other person. 
that is fear that is speaking through fear because you have this fear that they will leave you or they won't listen to you or they won't love you or this, that, and the other. And that stuff you got to sort out with inside of yourselves. And yeah, that's a fucking scary journey. But if you don't go down that journey, it's going to follow you your whole life. And so you're here, you might as well as go down the journey because it's not going to go away. As Matt says, it's going to show you again and again and again and again. And until you look at it and love it and go, you know what, you're here for a reason. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be a journey. It's going to get messy. But, you know, it, I, I would rather try going down that journey and working on it my whole life than like pretending it's not there and going through life in that difficult stage of like constantly be pushing back and fighting the fear and anxieties and all these other things. This is why people have all these tensions built up inside of them is because they're just so afraid to go down that journey. And that's why I'm so grateful for the brotherhood because we're allowing this space to open up for everybody to be like, you don't have to go down it alone. It doesn't have to be the scary thing. It can be ridiculous. It can be funny. It can be outrageous. You can get angry. You can be happy. You can be sad. It can be everything. Mm -hmm. But when you do it with other people holding your hand, it's not so scary. Mm. Liberating. As like, I think we can all say once we let go of that, trying to resist the fear and when we're willing to get messy, it's so liberating and so nice. And your relationship with yourself will improve. Relationships with other people will improve. And it's a wonderful experience. I think we scare people sometimes talking about all the shame work we do, but honestly, guys, it's like worth the effort. Anyone who's, anyone who's been on the journey, obviously, like knows that it's worth it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here doing this, having this group, having this discussion even. Right, 110%. Well, we're almost coming up on time. Does anybody want to add any little extra tidbits before we say peace, love, rainbows? Also, I just want to share one quick thing. So I always say welcome everything because it's if I didn't welcome my fear, right? Because I said fear and love, kind of two things were moving through them. If I didn't honor my fear, my fear was the thing that taught me what my values are. Right. And I became very, a, a better choosy partner. I can, I can choose better because I know what my values are. My, my, so my fear taught me what my values are. This is what I don't want to experience. I want to experience this. So there's so much value in, in exploring and leaning into your fears, not just like, Oh my God, I, you know, to feel fear. It's to learn, to educate yourself in what you, what you need out of life in order to have a positive experience of it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I, <clears throat> I was listening to a conversation by Liz Gilbert and she said, and I love this she said I'm I'm one of the most fearful people I know but I've always been just a little bit more curious than I am fearful and yeah. I feel like when I heard that I was like yes that's me right and yeah. so it's like yeah I'm the fear still there and I honor it for how it serves me you know um and simultaneously I'm always like you know, just a little bit more curious, like, hmm, what would happen if, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I always just use the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real, mm. because it's like, in my mind, I'm like, my fears are always just false evidence appearing real, because they're things that don't actually exist yet, or the things I'm making up in my head. And like, if I can understand that it's false, it's not real, and I can go there and just explore it for what it is and not make it be anything, just be like, what's here? Like, what is this? What's really going on here? The veil of like the wall comes up and it's like, you know, Oz, the great Oz. And then the wall comes up and you realize, oh no, he's just a guy behind a curtain. But because the fear keeps the curtain there, you never let yourself go behind it. Mm. I love the Oz reference. 
Yes. <laughs> We're all friends of Dorothy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Well, I think on that note, we're going to say it's been magical having this conversation with all of you today. So if you love us and you want to support us, please make sure you join us in the Gay Men's Brotherhood. You can find us on Facebook. Um, please subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this on Facebook, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell so you get notifications every time we release these videos every two weeks um, and then also you can tweet about us we have Twitter and Instagram gay men's brotherhood go on there interact with us we have lots of good stuff on there we also post these videos there so you can find us everywhere share us around everywhere we appreciate we love you we love the support we're grateful for it and um, I think that's about all we got going on great yeah all right guys love y'all Peace, love, rainbows. Bye. Bye. <laughs>